All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Chopping It Up podcast. You have myself, Ferris. And your girl, Chartel's here in the A. Yes, yes. Glad to be back. And Miss Chartel, I know yes. a lot's been ha- going on lately um, since you've been on, because you were mm-hmm. on the last episode. Um, you know, what's on your mind? What, what do you want to get into? Yeah, lots of things are on my mind today for Blase Blase. But first, I want to have our very, very, very special guest introduce herself. This woman is in the city and is creating dope, dope, dope shit. Like, I'm just going to let you take it away, Candace. Introduce yourself, sis. Oh, Lord. Hey, y'all. My name is Candace Walker, and I'm the owner of the Vibrary Wine and Book Bar in Stone Mountain Village in Stone Mountain, Georgia. Yes, we are so happy to have you. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Yes, yes. So, y'all, we will get into the interview with Candace later on for the bulk of the segment. But y'all know if y'all been rocking with us, we start off with Blase Blase. And I feel like over the past, like, day and a half, two days, so much stuff has been going on. I don't even know where to start. I actually I do first on my mind poor Kelly Price people thought she was missing there were these hashtags going on I was like where is Kelly Price some of them she had been missing for like days on end from a mental health hospital all these crazy things so she had to come out and be like y'all I'm fine I'm like safely recovering from COVID we all right that's wild isn't it I didn't hear about that. We, you know what it is I think we are sick of losing people Mm-hmm. We wasn't willing to lose nobody else. Man, Michael K. Williams. Well, well welfare checks are important. Welfare checks are important. That's true. Yes. And I think we're realizing that. Uh, yeah. What did you say, Ferris, the actor? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. R.I.P. Michael K. Williams from The yep. Wire. Mm-hmm. Drug overdose. They yeah, confirmed that with the autopsy. Yeah. I know. That, I thought that, drug intoxication. I thought they were saying that um, they're trying to figure out whether it was heroin or um, what's the other one that's fentanyl. big now? Fentanyl. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Yep. That's probably not. both yeah but i mean he's openly talked about his you know his uh demons and his addictions that he's been fighting and so you know it sucks that it actually you know finally caught up to him yeah especially when he's just yeah. like i mean he's been in the limelight but i feel like just as an actor he's really positive and he's been in a lot of good movies so it's like sad to lose such a good talent you know what i mean but yeah for sure. I um, think about, yeah, DMX was open with a lot of his struggles, too. And yes, then very. To, um, to his illnesses as well. But, yeah, welfare checks are important. And I think black, I think we are sick of it all. So we said we are not we're going to have our own search party for Kelly. Yeah. Price if we need to because we not <laughs> another person. Hey, ain't nothing wrong with that. And moral of the story is checking your friends, check, check, your check, friends. check on your community, check on your people. Yes. A simple. How are you doing? Works. Facts. Hey, sis, what up, bro? You good? <laughs> That's and, it. And then you were also talking about uh, Britney Spears, right? <laughs> I was talking about Britney Spears because I think this is like, <laughs> I'm laughing because I remember when she lost it all. I think it was 2007 and she was a whole me. People were like, I'm feeling like Britney in 2007. Sis shaved her head. She said, fuck all the noise. Mm-hmm. I am out of here. And now we see the like, remnants of that after that her family and her circle were like you can't take care of yourself so i'm i think it was her dad and her sister who put themselves in charge of her care her money like all of this stuff right and she had been living i would assume she had been living under this conservatorship probably since 2007 um but then then i think it starts some 
hashtag free Britney campaign started a few years ago. And I'd be like, what the hell is wrong with Britney Spears now? Like, sis, all right. Like, girl, what? So then that's, I think, when people were made aware that she didn't have any control over her life. I think when you're under a um, conservatorship, you literally can't make decisions for yourself. Like, I think her dad was like, like she didn't even have access to all her money. Correct. Like, you can't do any of that. You looked and at so, it as like a vulnerable adult at that a point. Vulnerable, I'm laughing, but yes, a vulnerable <laughs> like, adult. Because like, they say, oh, you shaving your head out here? No, girl. And so I think the white people were like, free our friend, Brittany, free our our men. I'm like, no. And so that's like what they were doing. They had all these hashtags. I think people made shirts and stuff. Um, and so that's been going on for a little while, but recently, like this year, they're in court again, I think to update it or change it. And the court agreed to keep her dad in charge of it. Mm. Well, the whites were not having that. They got back on social media and they were like, free Britney, free our pop star. And <laughs> long story short, they freed her. So the, the, I think the dad stepped down, her sister relinquished some of her power and so I think now she's free. What did you say earlier? Emancipated. <laughs> and then I think what made it funnier is that um, she, I think, is now engaged. Okay. And Octavia Spencer, right? But Octavia Spencer wrote under the Instagram post: "Make sure you he signs a prenup, sis." Facts. <laughs> Check on your friends. Where did he come from? The Man, blue the child is what I think. Homie is tatted up. Came out the Not saying tattoos are bad, but also looking like, is this this who you go in public with after you were emancipated? It's looking like your, your dad and sister looking real right right now. Well, you see that back in the day in 2007 when all that shit was going on, like Kevin Federline mm-hmm. filed for full custody, got it. Now, I you know it's bad when he looks like the best, most suitable parent. The best option. You know what I mean? And right. so he also pushed for that conservatorship back then. And so, See? I mean, if your own spouse is seeing, you know, you a little off the rocker right now, you need help. Well, she got help. And then so I just don't understand how, like, it was so hard for or it came down to another court ruling to or get to this step where, like, the masses are like, quote unquote, free Britney. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. you see she's doing what, what show is she on? Is she on like... um x-factor yeah she was on x-factor or like uh whatever with the little buzzer where people were singing and stuff with like oh, um, like voice like the voice or something like that it was x-factor or the voice she was on there i didn't know like she was doing that uh she did dancing with the stars like she was actually like moving was- along and seeming like she was of sound mind now so yeah, yeah it's about time good shit for Brittany, uh, man yeah good good job good she, job she's she gonna be rocking a shirt that says eyes free Eyes free. Look, I wish you would. <laughs> sure. I wish you would. Speaking of, that just made me think. We sang an Adele song last night, so I did karaoke listeners. Oh, Adele's a and shit. She is a shit, but also, sis lost all that weight, and now I think she black. I don't like that. Wait, what? Yes, Wait, what? girl. Wait, say it again. Like, like, sis lost all that weight and thinks she black. She was at some Jamaican festival, had Bantu knots and a whole, like, Jamaican outfit on, like, bikini or whatever, and was like literally trying to talk in patois. Man, look. Get them bantu knots out your head. What we're not gonna oh, do man. is have you out here exploiting us. Look. Not like your I, I fuck with Adele. I feel like, okay, so Adele's like the situation where it's like <laughs> with me with like a Hobby Lobby or something like that, where it's like, I okay. still, I still, can, I gotta fuck with Adele. I mean, she used to look like a Twitter egg. 
Right. So the she, fact that she done slimmed up, <laughs> she looking Twitter. good. At, you know, okay, so you know Twitter, right? Yeah. You know the little <laughs> symbol is the egg. What? But she was shaped like a little egg. Oh Lord, have you know, what like, did I get myself into? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> a mess, girl. A mess. Yeah. So those earlier videos, she was. Shout out to the big I, girls. I ain't hating. I'm just saying. Hilarious. Fair to single friends. And so she's like, that's like worse than a Hobby Lobby thing. I don't think it's that bad. I think, okay, Adele, I see you out here, girl. Like, just pull it back. Where, right. Where's your where's your team? No one on your team told you this was a bad idea? Right. Checking your friends. Checking your friends. What you got to say about that, Candace? My bad. I know she's like, what the fuck is going on? With no, I mean, <laughs> you know. I had connection issues. <laughs> <laughs> says, no, I'm Candace like, has left the chat. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just like confused. I'm like, oh, that's. A, I was wondering, it wasn't Halloween. Like, what? I'm confused. Oh no, yeah, I get what you're saying. No, it was a festival. <laughs> it was like she showed up for something like Carnival. Man, I feel like a lot of people just don't take into context when they're doing it, and then they have yes men, yes women around. We're like, oh yeah. yeah, you look good, girl. Okay, like knowing damn well. I'm, I'm not saying it's a dashiki, but like, bro, you come with, oh. you know, the braids, the dashiki, you know, you're trying to speak French now. Like, come on, dude. Like anyone who is. No one stopped you along the way. Exactly. Anyone that's woke, yeah, not even woke, just someone who's just like, bro, like, what are you doing? Like, what, that, you doing? That, what, what is that? She doesn't have that around her. You know, plus she's from the UK. So you got to understand. I mean, not you. Just people. <laughs> kind, <laughs> right. I'm just saying people got to understand that, like, man, at the end of the day, like. Europe, I'm all right? the way done. Right? I'm all the way done. <laughs> but, but I'm saying, I'm saying, Europe or the UK, they didn't, they, they don't have the same uh, viewpoints on history. the history of Let the black stop, and American. Right? But yeah. I was gonna say they are the main. I mean, they colonize over fifty-one percent of they the know. world. So yes, they racist but, and they know. You, ain't, you don't get no pass for me, Adele. I like your sauce. I'm just gonna say, pull it back, sis. Okay. Pull, so. get a black on your team. Pull it back. <laughs> A black, get a black, get a black on your, a, a black. black girl, because there couldn't have been one on the team to let you do that. You, I, I would have stopped you at the bantu knot. You want to wear that bikini? That's cool, girl. But the hair, no, we can't be doing that. We can't be doing that. Who did them in the first place? Because they look good. I'm be honest. <laughs> <laughs> so who a trip, dude. She said, <laughs> "I don't know who did that hair, but it looked good though." But also, <laughs> God damn, they look good. Right. <laughs> Send them my way. They in Atlanta right now. No, it's Atlanta. They look good. Maybe, <clears throat> hell, maybe that was the black that told her, yeah, girl, we good. You know what you need? Band two knots to pull it off. See? All yeah. skin folk. Yeah, yeah when, uh, <laughs> when Dale pulled out that $1,000 to pay that person, they're like, shit, you rocking it. Wait, let me step in. That's how you get yes people on your team, because I probably would have said the same. You hey, so this is Adele right here. Is that the... That's the photo. That's it. That's it. That is Adele? Yes, that's Adele. Oh, good lord. Wow. I forgot about that. Michael said, oh, good lord. That's it. Right. Wow. So that's when I was like, okay, girl, I see you done lost your way. You good. But also, pull it back. Hey. Oh, so, yeah. Right? So that's all I had on my mind for Blase Blase. Kid, as you were saying, you didn't know a whole lot about this, all these things going on. No. I think because you were getting ready for that business, girl. Yeah. So let's dive right in. Yes, please. Let me tell you. All right. So I want to kind of do a quick introduction of like how this happened. So I am recently moved back to Georgia. So coming up on three months and something that was important for me when I moved back was to immerse myself 
in black people coming from Minnesota. So I was like, I want to look around and see all the blacks. Yeah, 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 blacks yeah. Right. So I was on Instagram. Who knows what I was searching? Then I came across your page, the vibrary. And I said, first, I was like, what you mean, books and wine? Sis stole my idea, but I like it. And then I found out a Black woman owned it. So I had been waiting for the grand opening. I was like, this is it. I'm going to go. It's two of my favorite things. And so I know um, I talk about the Black Girl Social Club a lot. I told it to the ladies. I said, look, if y'all are free and available, please meet me here. Mm-hmm. For this, like, let's do it. And some of the ladies came out and we had a good time. We shut it down. But it felt like the club, like the lights came on. Candace, you were walking around like, everyone's okay. We're doing this. Your staff was walking. I was like, they're so kind, but I think they want us to leave because it's probably like almost 11. We want to leave. We would probably still be there. So we had to decide. We were like, all right, ladies, we'll have to go and then just have to come back because this was done. Yes, please come back. Yes. I know know that's right. (laughs) Yes. So that's how I came across. And then what I loved about the whole experience was everyone was personable. And I loved seeing you out on the floor engaging with people, because I think when you I run into places where, you know, people own establishments and they think because they're the owner, there's like this this hierarchy. Right. Like I can't engage Mm -hmm. with my patrons or my guests or what do you mean you like? you know, want me to like serve this or pour this or whatever. Right. But you were like getting it. You were talking to people. Your staff is amazing. Like it flowed beautifully. So I was just like, this is it. Thank you. Thank you so much. No, I really do appreciate it. And I mean, I was taught to treat the janitor like the CEO. So there's no hierarchy really. You're a person. Hey, Okay, I'm pretty down to earth, so it doesn't mean you have to do what you have to do. It's my business, so I I wouldn't ask someone to do something that I wouldn't do anyway. So, like, that's crazy. (laughs) I love that. So, yeah, I came back home. I said, Ferris, I got our next guest. I just got to email her because, like, this is dope. So when Ferris comes down, we're going to have to, we're going to come out there. No, for real. Yes, please, please do. No tell I'll make sure I'm there. Yes, right. Let me like. Hey, I'm not there today. Thank the Lord. I am actually. Yeah. So I'm. I'm very thankful for my support that is holding down the fort today. Yes. Good. So tell us how the library came to be. I love the okay. name. By the way, the name is awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Um. So the library came to be. It was a product of the pandemic, actually. Really? Um, Yeah. So definitely had a lot more time on my hands. I still have a full-time job, but I was, for a couple of months, I was working from home. And I've always been a busybody in every organization, group, community event. Like, I'm just always doing something. I don't know how to sit my butt down. (laughs) Um, But during the pandemic, you had to. And so I had a lot of time, like one, my commute is about 45 to an hour one way. And so that was two hours that I added back to my day that I was just like, huh, what, what's going on? And so like two different projects came out of that. And that was me like jumping full fledged into voice acting. And then the other thing was the vibrary and the vibrary came to be because actually 
um, several years prior to it, I wanted to own a business. I didn't know what kind of business, but I knew that having a business might allow me to have the freedom that I wanted to have as far as not having to go into um, a job and being able to spend more time with my family. Now, granted, entrepreneurship, you work way more than Mm -hmm. you do um, when you're working for someone else, Mm -hmm. but I've always had like two jobs. So, I mean, since I was 15, I've been working. I'm I'm not afraid Mm -hmm. of work, um, but I don't want to do it for a long time and for the rest of my life. And so uh, I'm like, if I can work two at 1.3 jobs Mm -hmm. and be dog tired, but it's for somebody else, then I can definitely do the same thing for myself. So I reached out to someone um, who was my former business partner and kind of talked about it. And then we started the process. Uh, Unfortunately, there was no conflict or anything. She just had some personal stuff going on, but she couldn't move forward with um, the vision. And then I had a decision point where it was like, are you going to do this by yourself? And it's funny because when I reached out to her, it was just about the location. So I had already thought I was going to do it by myself. And then she was like, well, how about having a partner? And I'm like, bet, that's half the expenses. (laughs) (laughs) Cool, let's do this. You know, and we had worked together on a board before. So I was like, I know we could kind of work together. We weren't super close friends. But to me, I was like, if we have enough in paperwork as far as the agreement and everything I was supposed to do, like we complemented each other's strengths and weaknesses. So I was like, this will be cool. Um, So when it when she wasn't able to move forward, I really, I prayed about it. Like, am I supposed to be doing this myself? And then it was brought back to my remembrance. Like, duh, you, that's how you started it. Mm. Like, what are you talking about? And so I just moved forward and it's been definitely um, a labor of love. And it's been a learning experience for sure. And it definitely will put in the mirror where you think you got it together, but you don't. Mm. And so, I'm still learning all of that. Yes, I heard that. Ooh, gotcha. And hmm. the library has a brick and mortar location. So when you think about like you said it was an idea that started in the pandemic. Always been books and wine. Like, how do you decide this was the business? Because you knew you wanted to start one. How do you decide on this one? Yeah, so I love books, always have loved reading, Um, haven't been able to read as much in my adulthood just because I stay busy. So I was listening to Audible books. Mm -hmm. But then when you for me, when I listen to Audible and I'm driving, I don't retain the information. And so it's not the same thing as holding and flipping a page and you really focused and using your imagination. So I always loved books. Mm -hmm. And then when I got old enough to drink wine, I'm like, oh. I like this too. (laughs) (laughs) But um, to be honest, it was more for me. It was more business um, driven as far as I love the two of those things. But I do know that regardless of where people are financially, they're going to drink. They're going to drink. They're going to buy makeup and buy toiletries. And so um, I used to be a Mary Kay consulting. Oh, okay. I've done that too. Was he driving the right. Cadillac? I did not get to the oh, Cadillac I- because <laughs> I realized that that kind of selling that I wasn't necessarily passionate about didn't work for me. Ah, okay. And so 
this because I'm in a different space in my life and because it's completely mine that I started from the ground and I can see uh, my progress. I'm like, people drink. I mean, even if people are broke, they They go to the liquor store. Yes. Man, whether you're happy, sad, depressed, you're going to drink. Yeah, it's nothing. And for me, I wanted to have a specialty type of wine. So my wines are uh, lower intervention, um, sustainable, small vineyard, mm-hmm. close to organic wines. And so those have fewer sulfites and fewer histamines, which is what kind of, if you have asthma, will give you that, <clears throat> that mucusy um, feel the next day or the headaches. So I tried to do something that one, other people weren't doing, two, that I actually like because I tasted a difference between the lower sulfite wines and ones that I regularly drink or just like super, super sweet wines. But I wanted to be a space where people can come in who they may have only heard about Moscato or somebody who travels to the different wine regions on a regular basis and they have a more cultured palate. I wanted community in a space that was relaxing and we can still have some educational discourse, mm-hmm. but relax and enjoy each other as well. So both of those things were important, but the third part was the community aspect, which is a running theme in all of the things that I do. Bringing the community together. What, what kind of wines do you guys have? So, I mean, I have simple, I mean, I have a Riesling. I have Pinot Noir. It's just the different manufacturers as far as how they manufacture and the how they grow the, the vines and things like that. So you can come in and find a Cabernet. You can come in and find a Chardonnay. They're just the ones that I am focusing on, which I know that all of them are not going to be able to do that because one, the price point for all organic wine Mm -hmm. might not be a price point that everybody would be willing to purchase for one. Um, But two, it might not be something that's just on people's radar. And so my draw is the vibe when you come in, which is why it was important to me, even on opening day, to be able to connect with people and see how they're doing and talk to them. Cause that's how I am anyway. And so when people come in, I want you to feel welcome and I want you to feel like it's a home space, like a third space basically where you can come and chill meet up with your crew or your family or friends, whoever you're meeting up with or by yourself and not be bothered with like a lot of rah-rah because right, I'm not, right. I'm not, I'm out of the rah-rah part of my life right now. <laughs> oh no, I, I was, uh, I appreciate that. I was just asking as in the fact that like, so you said most people only heard of like Moscato. Like that's me. Mm-hmm. Like I like Moscato's, White Zins. Like I like sweet wines and I might do like a sangria. So that's all I was just curious. So if I were to come in tomorrow uh, does your menu of wines constantly change or is it, you know, you stick with, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, a certain amount of like certain types. That's what I was just Yeah. So ask. since we're just right now, our grand opening was on the 12th. So we're a little over a month. So right now I am just vetting what people are liking. Okay. So we have a Riesling that's sweet. A lot of people come in, well, I want to support you, but I, do you have, um, like they would say, do you have a Moscato? I don't carry that Okay. okay. as of right now. But I will say, hey, well, why don't you try this? This is still has a sweet, this still has sweet notes. Give them the, you know, it's light. It's um, really refreshing. It Mm -hmm. has the fruit notes at the bottom. You know, that kind of thing. Talk to them about it. Let them taste it. A lot of people are like, oh, this actually is good. 
Right. Oh, I like this. Mm-hmm. And so that's the other piece of it. I want to be able to expose people to things that they're not um, used to, that they're not familiar with, Correct. because you never grow if you just do the same thing all the time. Mm-hmm. And so even in something as simple as this, that's recreational, you want to be able to go somewhere. And if what if they don't have that on the menu? Right. You still want to be able to know something mm-hmm. where you can say, OK, well, I have some familiarity. Let me try this. Sure. And feel comfortable it. about it. It's it's like wine is seen as being very snobby mm-hmm. and people don't know how to pronounce things and they might not feel comfortable with the pairings. I'm not the, I'm not a sommelier, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I mean, I want people to feel comfortable and right. to be educated on things, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, I feel like um, it's not a, about like the pairing or anything like that. Like I just worry, like I'm not old enough to drink certain them dry ass wines. Like, like sobs. I'm like, like sobs. Sobs, man. Them shits is woo. It's an acquired taste yes, for it sure. Is. It sure is. But so is so is so is liquor. Fact. liquor. Right. You don't. Fact. I mean, you know, everybody doesn't like whiskey. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. you know, they can't drink the uh, old fashioned. Right. Maybe they want you know a. Uh, a beer. Long Island yeah, or something. Right. Something super, yeah. you know, whatever. It's the same thing. It's just that it's another area where you can expand. Right, right, right. For sure. Not fair. It's talking about he like barely 21. Upgrade your pal. You almost 40. Almost 40? Get it together. <laughs> I'm a lot I'm younger. I'm in my young thing. <laughs> yeah, a lot younger. Okay. A lot younger than no, I just I say that with tongue in cheek because it's like I know a lot of people try to get me to drink like reds or, you know, uh, like Pinot or Sobs. And I'm like, dude, like, I just feel like it's just too, like, I'm not old enough. So I talk shit like that. Like, I'm not like 45. <laughs> it has nothing to do with age. I know, I know. I'm talking shit. I'm talking shit. Right. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. But yeah, no, I mean, it's just an acquired taste. And it's just, I don't really drink. I actually don't drink a lot. Mm-hmm. One, because I always have something to do. Right. And... I'm just like, no, let me just <laughs> let me have some water or whatever. You know, I, if I'm relaxing, I might have a glass of wine, but I I went to college in New Orleans. I okay. think I drank enough <laughs> right. for all my years. Right, right. <laughs> so at this point, I am much slower as far as that. Yeah, I'm like, mm, let me just get this good old cab mm-hmm. and sip on it and have it with some steak or something and call it a night yeah so, so cool. that i can be productive tomorrow so quick question candace what's your like um so far what is your favorite book to read while you drink or magazine or whatever it may be oh uh, my favorite thing to read while i drink is people okay people mag- <laughs> okay <laughs> so i mean i'm a people watcher i've always been a people watcher if you ask my grandmother i'm very nosy <laughs> but I like to I like to people watch and it's very interesting, especially being in the in the shop to to see how people interact with each other initially mm-hmm. and then how they interact after they've had a glass, two glasses, right, three glasses. You right. know, so I like to I don't I've only read one book while I was working and that was Possessing the Secret of Joy by Alice Walker. And that was because I was facilitating a book club and I needed to get that book read yeah. <laughs> so that I could I could do what I needed to do as far as the questions and right, it could be right. a robust conversation. But at while I'm on while I'm at the shop, I don't 
often get an opportunity to read, but yeah, I just read the people. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Favorite wine? Oh, don't eat. I don't. It, do I sound like an alcoholic when I say I love? I like all of them. No, no, girl. not at all. Especially when you're talking okay. to Chartel. Look. <laughs> I, I don't I don't have a, I don't have a favorite to be honest and I'm not even just saying that it's very true it's very few things that I have a favorite of though so for me it's very mood dependent mm-hmm. it's like what do I feel like today I got and you. then that's what I have mm-hmm. I hear that so I am a red wine drinker love it I think like Ugh. As I shut this as I've aged I think my palate has advanced so I think I started drinking wine um always I, I feel like whites are kind of where most people start right i think those mm-hmm. feel less yep. intimidating and then yeah just graduated to reds um so everyday drinking i love a good pinot um mm-hmm. and then if i'm feeling like maybe a little more a deli kind of that mood a cab <laughs> and then usually if i'm going out i'll, I'll order a ziffindale and I just mm-hmm. like whenever I go out to like wine bars and like, you know, restaurants that have like, you know, wine pairings and stuff, I always get something that either I don't have at home or that I'm not going to buy. Cause I'm like, I'm not going to go to a place and order like, you know, a Josh the wine. Same thing. That's what I get. So I'm yeah. always like looking for something like good to try. Like, what am I, you know, not, what am I not exposed to in my like everyday right. life? trips to the liquor store like because i think that's the fun of like going out and experiencing of course stuff. of course quick question that's good see a lot of people need to follow that same vein but a lot of people don't because they're like i don't want to waste my money what if i don't like it you yeah, know so they don't want to try right i'm gonna drink it anyway <laughs> that should be the correct answer uh <laughs> candace quick question do you do yes. um pairings with like like a chartree board or um, yeah, so we have like, a charcuterie. We have two charcuterie yeah, options: charcuterie a vegan here. and a regular option. And the wine expert that I work with, she pairs. Um, she has looked at the list of the wines that we have and curated that with the boards that we have. Did I cut off your question? Because I no, just no, need no, talking. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm just trying to see the whole experience. So, like, you can come and get wine. You can get other things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have the charcuterie options. We have a signature scent. I've worked with a, a partner with a local candle maker. So uh, we have a scent. So when you walk in, you smell that. Mm. And that burns all the time. And then we also have other scents that we partner with her. And so if you want to take a candle home with you, you can do that to set your vibe at your house. Mm-hmm. You can take a, a retail bottle of wine with you. Uh, and now we're doing because they have in the village tunes by the tracks. We are also offering to go charcuterie options. So you can come That's in and awesome. buy the charcuterie tray and take it with you and go over there and listen to the live music. So we try to make it so that, it's accessible to people. And if you want to try to recreate, because I know like for me, a nice soak in the bathtub, some candles, a glass of wine, maybe not the book while I'm in the tub, but maybe after that kind of thing is very relaxing and a a part of my Mm self-care. So if we can offer you things to be able to continue to help you with your self-care and your mental health, then that's important too. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think studies have shown that through the pandemic, black women are creating more businesses. 
than any other demographic. What is it like for you to be a black woman owned business? It, it's Stone Mountain, right? Because you are from Stone Mountain. So you came back. No, I grew up in Stone Mountain. I'm from Michigan. Oh, got it. Okay. Yeah, I'm from, I'm from Michigan. I'm a Midwestern born girl. Okay, so you uh, but, like Minnesota kind of thing, like Midwest vibesy. Michigan. I mean, I, I grew up in Stone Mountain. Like I moved to Georgia when I was 12 years old. So, oh, okay. So then, yeah. You know, I've been in Georgia for a very long time, but for me, being a black woman um, business owner is just like a general to be small business owner. I mean, it's mm-hmm. important for people to support. It's important for people to share. And it's important for me to continue to make sure that what I'm offering is valuable because nobody has to support you and nobody has to buy anything mm-hmm. from you. So regardless of if I'm black or not, if I'm offering crap product or, or not so great experience, mm-hmm people aren't going to come and I don't expect people to because I wouldn't. And so like just being uh, a business owner in general, it has been interesting to see the support that people are giving just because I'm a black woman and the support that people are giving because I'm a small business. And I take all of those titles, but in general, it's just, I'm a business owner. I would like to leave a legacy for the family that I'm going to have and to have freedom so I can spend time with the people that I care about. And this is why this is one of the businesses that I started. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's awesome. Love it. So um, this is like a question just out of the blue. So based off of what you said, so being an entrepreneur, what other black entrepreneur man or woman have you looked up to um like just in general like who do you look up to that kind of inspired you to want to get into the business that you're in now or to just even start a business I don't know if I can say I have anybody in particular to be honest I look up to the women in my family they're not business owners right now. Mm-hmm. My grandmother used to own a bookstore and I had honestly forgotten that she owned a bookstore, mm. a Christian bookstore until I was very deep into opening the library and it just came back to me. And I remember she had to close it, which is why we had so many books in the basement gotcha. um, <laughs> because she had to close her Christian bookstore. And I felt bad because I forgot that she even had the business. <laughs> right. But so running a family, I'm doing it for, yeah. So I'm like, I'm doing it because I want to be able to offer things and have things and be able to assist. I know that money doesn't, money isn't everything to me, but money does a lot. So when you have money, you can give it away. I yes. give out a scholarship, I've been giving out a scholarship since 2012 that I was self funding. Mm. having the library open a portion like proceeds from the library will go into the scholarship fund so that people in DeKalb County high school graduating seniors can have the opportunity to get the scholarship to assist them in school it's called the Anki Memorial Foundation I founded that like I said in 2012 so like but everything that I do is community so even when it comes to 
who's inspiring me. It's the regular everyday people. It's not a celebrity. It's not a business owner that I knew about. It's more so like, this is what you want to do. Ultimately, this is where you want to be. What things could get you there? And this was just one of those things. Mm. Ladies and gentlemen, go out and support this woman. I like Look, that. let me tell I like you. Hearing this. Yes. This is the awesome. Vibrant, woo, woo. Love it. So before we wrap up the interview, how'd you come up with the name? Which like I said, I said it three times to you. That name is amazing. I'm like, damn, the vibrary. I'm gonna get some good vibes. Thank you. Yay. Yeah. Yes. So it was uh my business owner, my former business owner and I, we were throwing words against the wall, basically. And we came up with Vino and Library. So people think it's because of vibe. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. Because when you come, you do get a great vibe. Nice. But initially awesome. it started with Vino and Library. Okay. So before Vino and Library, because um, like perfect example, with me and Chartel, with our podcast, Chartel will tell you time and time again, I wore her ass out with all the names that I was thinking yes. of, right? <laughs> What, okay, so before Vino and Library, what, what was there any other names or just kind of that was just it? It was like no, Vino and literally we it. did not have a name. We were just throwing words out there and trying to see if they would fit and make it make sense and like how we felt about it. Mm. <laughs> and and this came up. We were like, we both were like, yeah, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> <Right>. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> that while I'm so, you like, yep. I love yep, that. yep, yep. So that was pretty dope. And uh, you know, for anybody out there wanting to take it, it's already been trademarked. So don't oh, try. Right. There you go. <laughs> Disclaimer. <laughs> people have asked me about have you trademarked it? Like people are really going at me, especially when I first That's put the information out there. And I'm like, yes, I had to make sure all my affairs were in order mm-hmm. before we put it out there because I I don't like to have to deal with stuff like that. So I want to make sure things are order in order on the front end. I know that's right. I know that's right. <laughs> Amazing. Thank mm-hmm. you for coming on and sharing this no with us, y'all. Vibrate. Will you tell everyone, the um, our Georgia people, the address um, of where you're located? Yes. Thank you so much for having me on. We are located at 970 Main Street. Stone Mountain, Georgia, 30086. That's in the village. If you are familiar, it's on the corner of East Mountain and Main Street, right in the brick building. You'll see it. So I hope to see y'all there. Hope everybody comes out and supports. And thank y'all so much for having me on this. It was a great conversation. I had fun. Oh, yes, we love it. So before we let you go, we have our um the last segment we do is exhausted. And it's really just anything that exhausts you. Um, so I think. Well, Ferris and I can start off while we give you time to think about something that's exhausting you. Um, You want to go first, Ferris? Oh, you can go. All right. What is exhausting me? Uh, You know, I think I think what's exhausting me is this next round of birthdays. I think we're in the Libra Zodiac sign. Y'all can all go. Y'all can all go. (laughs) My sister is a Libra. Um, her, uh, our friend Ashley is a Libra. Shout out Ashley. My friends, mom, I think too many Libras all together. It feels like, who was the other one I was complaining about? Uh, Ferris was it Gemini's or Cancer's? Someone else was like, 
some other group was doing in that. Don't put cancers in that. Yeah. Okay. So it must y'all have been Leos it. be loud as hell. No, Leos, just we just over the we top. just our own party. We just our own party. Like mm-hmm. we just go and we live. Cancers and the Libras, they want everybody to be a part of their they party. They said, <laughs> "What? You got a job? Come and give us all your coins. We doing this. We popping this many bottles. We doing this." I'm like, y'all. So that's what I'm exhausted about because that's what I was doing last night with friends, and I was like. We not doing this. I'm about to start making people do one collective birthday party, and we gonna be done. So one collective birthday party. A collective birthday party. You pick a one day in the middle of this Libra season, and everybody gonna have a birthday, and that's it. Don't text me no more. That's something I'm gonna start next year because these people out here playing. <laughs> Collect- so that's what I'm collective exhausted. birthday parties. Okay. Yes. Let's see how that go. You know, black folks celebrate that shit all month. I'm going to start blocking all the black folks because y'all out here trip, trip it. It is not tax season yet. Knock it <laughs> off. And y'all know Walmart ain't doing layaway no more. So y'all better stop spending all that Christmas money. So Damn. No, come to the library and spend your Christmas money. Yep. They got packages galore and gift cards. There you go. See? <laughs> Boom. That's it, girl. No layaway needed. Come on and get it. That was something too that I wanted to say. Yes, in the pandemic, I think the liquor stores were the only businesses like exceeding let me tell y'all <laughs> so P- you right Candace people go find a way to it's drink like, yeah it's like Candace mm-hmm. touched on yes. any, any type of event or celebration you can drink to that's it Everything. you know what I mean whether you're happy you're sad it's a funeral it's a wedding it's yep. a divorce it's a whatever it doesn't matter like you're going okay. to find some reason to Mm-hmm. you know to celebrate that Keegan's birthday yeah. parties we're gonna be celebrating what what is mm-hmm. she what a wine so yes libras are exhausting but that's me what about you <laughs> libras uh <laughs> honestly i would say um man, there's a couple things that kind of come to mind um i would honestly go with the you know how there's just some people especially if you're trying to start a business or it doesn't even have to be a business. You're just starting to try to like move your life in a new direction upward. Right. And mm-hmm. onward. Right. And there's just people kind of in your ear saying, look, I don't think you can do that. Or I don't, I don't know if that's something that, like you know, you success in exactly. And it's like, they're, um, you know, kind of putting that on you, you know, based off of their own insecurities, their own worries, and they're projecting that doubt under you. And I feel like that's just kind of exhausting to me. Um, yeah. I mean, it's kind of just cut and dry. That is what it is. But that's why I wish so much success for, you know, this, this sister Candace right here because she's doing her thing. And I'm sh- I don't I don't know for sure, but I'm assuming that, um, you know, based off of my experiences, maybe Candace, you may have had some people kind of throw some doubt out there about like, damn, you sure you want to do this? Like, you, you like, yeah. there's just so many other, like just say wineries or vi- vineyards or this and that. And it's like, no, I'm going to make this work. I'm right. going to do it because I've done, I've done my due diligence. I've done my research and you know, God has a plan for me. I'm going to do this. Yeah. Yeah. No people, I don't think people have been maliciously doing it but there are people because there was obviously businesses in the space that I was in prior to me being there Mm -hmm. in the location and so people like yeah this was that but they didn't make it or this was that well I hope you make it though like I'm like what what was the point of that statement you all you had to do was say wish you much success like you don't have to 
say the negative part of it or, or put that in the atmosphere. But I know that people don't know what they're doing. So I try to I just let that kind of stuff roll off my back. Um, but, you know, and then, you know, I have people who are very well-meaning who know me personally. Well, dang, girl, you already doing so much. Are you sure you want to do that? You know, that kind of thing. So what I do know is that I'm a person that I'm going to have my pros and cons list. I'm going to ask my personal cabinet what they think. I'm going to pray about it. And then the decision that I make is the decision that I make. So whether I fail or whether I'm successful, the decision that I make is what I'm going to do. And mm-hmm. when I make the decision, I'm going to do it. And so oh, that's, right. <laughs> that's whatever. I don't care what people say. <laughs> um, so, nice. but yeah, uh, I guess what I'm, what I'm exhausted about is it my turn now. Yes, yes I'm excited about. Okay, sorry, and I and I, and I don't even want it to be like super Debbie Downer, but my full time job is in forensics. Mm-hmm. I am exhausted by people shooting each other up. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm. I'm really exhausted yeah. about yeah. all the cases that we have to do uh, as a as a lab, but not because of the workload, but because it's people being affected by this. Mm-hmm. And I just I just need people to to heal the trauma. Um, that they're dealing with and to come up with some better conflict resolution and so that we as a community don't have to every time we don't like something or get in an argument or are trying to um, do things for our perceived survival Mm -hmm. that we have to use a weapon yeah I just want us to be able to talk to each other we talk Paris and I talk about that a lot because that's a that's what is going on in Minneapolis. Um it seems like every hour someone has died of gun violence. Um for that reason, like you just can't manage your emotions. You have like no conflict resolution skills. Someone says something out of pocket to you, and the first thing you want to do is kill them. Like yeah. what? And you got bad aim. So now you didn't even kill the person you were intending to kill. You didn't kill their mom or their brother or your son. Like what? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we talk. And you're wasting all the ammunition. I mean, to be real here, ammunition costs are skyrocketing because y'all don't know how to. It's about a dollar a bullet right now. (laughs) No, we did it. And then what's crazy is it's like there's two families affected. You know what I mean? It's the person who pulled that trigger, their family. Like, what do you have ready for your kids, your wife, your husband, whatever it may be, that's waiting there for you to come home and now you're in jail or prison. And then mm-hmm. the other side, they lost their their mother, their daughter, their son, their brother, their fa- mm-hmm. father, you know what I mean? And it's like, you just affect, yeah. there's so many people are affected with one single incident. And so- Exactly. No, I, so that's I, what I I'm exhausted. Saying. I feel Hell, that. Yeah. We exhausted about it too. In fact. So <laughs> Candace, once again, yes. definitely really truly appreciate you coming on. I love what you're doing out there. I want to come visit anyone in the, uh, will that be Atlanta Metro? Yeah, Metro or just Georgia, shoot. Come, come visit. Yeah, travel. Travel. Come travel. On uh, what yeah. you got? You got Chattanooga over there uh, in Tennessee, the Tennessee oh, area. Man. You got Birmingham. Go out there and visit this woman. Support her business. I like what she's talking about. She's out here offering grants, scholarships. Oh, scholarships, my bad. So go out there and support her. Candice, how can uh, our listeners, viewers find you? On Instagram, you can find us at underscore the vibrary or on Facebook is the vibrary wine and book bar. 
Um, and then our email is the village at the co if you want to reach out. So hopefully yes. you can follow us and sign up for our newsletter so you mm-hmm. can stay in the know about our new events. Ooh, awesome. Good. And we'll tag it in the description too. So Hell people yeah. can have print and social media so yes again thank you for coming on y'all know how we do up you are welcome so y'all know how to find us across social media platforms chopping it up official and where you get your podcast i am your co-host chartel and i'm ferris thank you for listening next week bye peace